0: This is a headgum podcast.
1: This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This
0: is why you're single. Ba, 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 this is why you're single. Ba, 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 Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane.
1: And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is postponing a wedding during a pandemic.
0: Also on the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news. A bride goes viral for her Facebook rant, and the founder of Spanx is going to let you borrow her wedding dress if your wedding is postponed. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including two listeners who also had to postpone their weddings and another who is waiting for her boyfriend to put a ring on it. But first, Angela, it has been a rough week. Um, it's been a rough week for the world. It's been a rough week, really bad for New Yorkers. Uh, A lot of people are dying. A lot of people are sick. I am depressed. I have anxiety. Things are not good. We're trying to do a dating podcast. It's under the category of comedy. We're going to try to do our best to make people laugh and smile because people do care about dating and there's enough articles about how to date during coronavirus to know that that's true. But um, how are you doing? You're not sick. I'm okay. That's,
1: that's good. Exactly. And and to your point about having to do a, a dating podcast in the middle of a pandemic, it eerily is relevant because the worst part of all of this is that people, we, we don't have like human connection to fall back on. Like the, cr- the cruelest thing about this is our instinct is to want to be around people and yeah. make connections with people. And that's been totally taken away from us. So of course, like people are like, what am I going to do about dating? It- and it feels like a selfish, weird thought, but it's the way our life was before has totally changed. And
0: I don't know. I
1: Everybody's suffering in different ways. That's true. Yeah. If
0: you are, if you've lost a loved one, um, if you are have been sick if you've lost your job um if your business is struggling and you're not sure it's ever going to come back or you know maybe you you live alone and you were just kind of starting to date and get out there and now you are quarantined alone for who knows how long a month six months a year and a half their numbers are being thrown all over the place so so it's rough it's really rough. And I think, like, for me, obviously,
1: having to cancel my wedding, um, you would th- like, that's not really what I think about every day. Like, obviously, it's very upsetting and uh, sh- shocking and surreal. But what I spend most of my time sh- anxious and scared about is what everybody is anxious and scared about. And I think, like, I have days where I'm more focused on the wedding, but, uh, you know, I – The way I've been putting it to people is, you can't feel the weight of everything at once. So it's almost like I'm upset about something different every day. Yeah, (laughs) and the world. Some
0: days, yeah, the world.
1: Yeah, thinking about the economy. Some days I'm thinking about, or most days I'm thinking about the health of my loved ones. Um, and then like yeah, I have the occasional day where I'm I'm upset about the wedding. But to feel it all at once, I think would paralyze you.
0: Yeah, I think that's what I've been going through is I'm just completely overwhelmed by everything all at once and not knowing where to focus and feeling really helpless to stop any of it um the healthcare workers that are under so much strain and I, I I just like I can't look away from the news I really wish I could but I can't and then I become more and more horrified I get really annoyed at like any of my like kind of and you know I love my woo-woo but some of like (sighs) my woo-woo friends that are like posting things like what this really is about is like people not eating like enough turmeric and like their diet and like you fucking idiots like I just can't (laughs) or any of like the celebrities that are just so unaware living in their mansions and just you know so detached from the real struggles that people are going through and then I like it filled with anger and like the people that don't believe like the scientists and I mean there has been definitely like mixed messages coming from politicians for sure it's like don't wear masks save them for the healthcare workers and then two days later everybody wear masks and it's very like confusing and terrible messaging I, I all think around. yeah
1: with, with the mask thing specifically I think what happened was it was like you don't need an N95 mask the way a doctor does. Yes. But that doesn't mean that masks aren't helpful.
0: That and was what was those... so dumb. Yeah. Because it's yeah. Like, obviously they talk about so many people being asymptomatic. So like wear a mask if you're sick. Well, a lot of people are asymptomatic. So everyone should wear a mask. That, sh- that was obvious from like weeks ago, but it took so long for them to finally say that. And then yes, right. the doctors need the N95 masks because they can be doused with like, I guess there is a such thing as having too big a douse of the virus which is why so many healthcare workers that are young are dying yeah it's just it's overwhelming but we're doing a dating podcast it's comedy we're gonna try to to find the fun um you can go read the news and get sad on your own time but um (laughs) but uh (laughs) We, we, you, you are sad because you had to cancel your wedding and that is like a big emotional thing. It maybe isn't at the level of having like a close loved one die or your business crumbling or, or all of the other gazillion terrible things that are happening in the world. But it, it was important to you and it's a bummer and the good news is it's getting rescheduled. So tell us what the latest is with you.
1: So, right. Yeah. To start off with like, if the worst thing that happens to me and my family is that, I have to postpone my wedding. I will consider myself extremely lucky, because um, it could be definitely a lot worse, and I'm aware of that every single day. But uh, so we luckily we acted pretty fast um, at when we made the decision to postpone our wedding. Uh, people were still sort of like, "Well, maybe things will be okay at the end of May,"
0: uh, and which we just... is which is totally batshit because now they're saying there's going to be or it's probably. Going to be some degree of social distancing for a year, possibly a year and a half. Exactly,
1: exactly. But things were changing so quickly every single day that, like, something that was like possible one day, the very next day seemed insane. So we we decided pretty quickly that we wanted to push our wedding back. So we called, and at that point, of uh, every other bride had the same idea, <laughs> and so. Uh, Not only were every Saturday or Friday and Saturday and Sunday booked for the next like six, seven months. Also, every Thursday was booked because people are just trying to get their wedding in when they can. So the one day that was available uh, was October 1st, which is a Thursday. And so we took it. And I mean, at the time, it was like, yeah, that should be enough time. And now we're still it's, it's hard to say what will happen if we'll have to postpone it again after October 1st. Um, I'm trying to not really think about wedding things until at least June, because things are not, it's going to be relentless bad news until June. And if we start to turn a corner, it won't be till then. And then I will make a decision about whether we're going to push it again. I mean, it's, there's a lot of variables. If like, we're able to ramp up testing if we're able to find treatment that works. Like these are all factors
0: Yeah, they that don't need- we don't
1: they're, – they're unknowns right now. I mean we are not going to have a vaccine yet for like 18 months.
0: And I've read – today I read um, that they're like we want to have a vaccine for 18 months if a vaccine can even get produced. It seems people just assume there will be, which I had honestly just assumed like – Oh, this won't stop until there's a vaccine. But now I heard uh, today was the first time I heard the word if, which I guess was always a possibility. But yes, I heard that or what I read this morning in The New York Times was that they they think which the thinking keeps changing, like you're saying that it'll probably get a little bit better. In the summer, and then they said there's gonna be a resurgence in the fall, which is when your wedding yeah. is. So I'm concerned. I'm concerned for I'm, you. But you I'm concerned what? as well. We just gotta and take my, it a week at a time.
1: Yeah, and like on on my on my darkest days, yeah, I think about what if the, there is no vaccine and what happens, and like and like I get really dark thinking about what if I'm able to have my wedding and then people get sick at my wedding, like so, and then that's like something that I can't even live with thinking about let alone having happened. So
0: it's it's a lot. It's heavy. It's heavy shit, it's you know? It's so heavy. But you're not the only one going through this. You've been a lot of listeners have been following your your romantic journey with Ian <laughs> which all started when we started this podcast. Then you guys then you were waiting to get engaged. You talked about waiting for the ring. Then you got engaged. We shared that on the podcast. Now this has been quite the arc. Um, so, uh, there's been a few other listeners that have reached out that they've also had to postpone their wedding because people think of this as a, as a this is why you're single podcast they just assume single people listen no people have been you know following our podcast throughout their whole journey whether they're single whether they're engaged married have kids like we talk about everything on the podcast and a lot of people have been are engaged they still listen to a this is why you're single podcast and now yeah, they're also doing it postponing their <laughs> wedding yeah, we've been doing it a long time, long enough
1: that people started listening when they were single, got engaged, planned a wedding, had the wedding called off. That's how long this podcast has been going on. Yeah.
0: Oh, I also um, – can I just do a little um, sidetrack? You guys are probably hearing that that this podcast sounds very different than normal ones because for safety reasons, Angela and I are both quarantined in our apartments. We are trying out. We're doing the podcast via via FaceTime it's the first yeah. time we've ever done this. We have a rule in our podcast. We really care about audio cuz it's a very casual podcast. It's not some highly produced um NPR podcast, where we have different different uh, like segments and things we all need to edit together. But when it, right. you know, it's a very casual comedy podcast, but we care about the audio. So we have a rule that we've never had guests that aren't in the room. I think we've done it one time and it was because of the founders of our network. But this is the first time we've ever not been together doing the show. Um so it sounds a little a little maybe wonky, janky a little janky <laughs> which we don't we 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 care about the production but um, we're, we're working on it. This seems like we're probably not going to be together for the podcast for quite some time. So we're going to be looking into getting better microphones for Angela while she's in quarantine. But anyways, I, I should have said this at the top, but I wanted to explain to our listeners why the podcast sounds a little different. It's because we're obviously, for safety reasons, not together.
1: Yeah. Bear with us while we adapt. I have a, a blanket over my plants right now to create a sort of recording studio situation. Yes. Not ideal but we're making it work.
0: Uh, sorry. I I just remembered that I hadn't said that at the top. But anyway, so go ahead. Tell me about the people that have reached out who have also had to postpone their podcasts. or the, well, their podcast.
1: <laughs> the, my... I'm sure people have had to postpone podcasts too. <laughs> oh, their wedding, their wedding. <laughs> their wedding. No. And I have to say like, so I have friends in real life that had to, or in the same boat, had to postpone their wedding. And then a bunch of listeners reached out that had to postpone their weddings. And it genuinely like, it's not a misery loves company thing it's more like it's such a unique situation that to talk to somebody else who know like li- specifically knows exactly what I'm going through is just such a comfort um I don't know it just felt good to have people reach out so that was that was lovely I wanted to read some of the messages um I got a message from our listener Michelle in Ireland and she said I just saw your post about postponing your wedding I'm so sorry me too it's the pits isn't it We had scheduled ours on our anniversary, June 16th, as this was the date we got together and also the date we got engaged. I was so into the symmetry of it all, but our mutual nuptials will be back and better than ever at a future date. I thought that was – that particularly – I mean, that sucks that she had a specific date that was special to her that
0: she wasn't able
1: to do. Um, And then we have our listener, Sam. She said my wedding was supposed to be April 25th, but we postponed it until the end of October. So October is – the month, I guess. Uh definitely not fun stuff. Hang in there. And then Luna from Cali had a really nice message. She's she also had her wedding postponed and she said, It fucking sucks. I was struggling with feeling guilty. Here I am crying about my wedding, and other people in the world are dying, and mothers can't find wipes and diapers for their babies. I was struggling with, am I horrible for crying about a wedding? My friend, thank God for friends, told me everyone is struggling with their own thing right now, and this is yours. Don't feel guilty. You deserve this like everybody else. It's just happened. It's just happened to happen now. Uh, she made me feel a little better.
0: Yeah. Nice. I you're this is what my therapist keeps telling me because I keep kind of being like, I'm so bummed about this, I'm so bummed about that. And everything I'm bummed about seems still so insignificant. I'm also just overwhelmed with the the trauma and suffering in the world. And she keeps reminding me that it's okay to feel bad about the little things and that yeah. and that you're not delusional. It's not like you're like, oh, everything's bad for me. You're you're not delu- – you know, as long as you're not delusional about it and it, you do have perspective that what you are upset about is not as bad as being on a ventilator in the hospital, having your business that you put your heart and soul into for 10 years, you know, crumble, having to fire 100 employees, you know – having the unemployment website like crash on you yeah you know like it it could be much worse but but you're allowed to be sad about these things and and like your wedding it is it's like this day you look forward to your whole life so it's it's completely valid that that this is is upsetting it's hard it's hard it's
1: we uh we have two good friends that are doctors that are, like, on the front lines right now. They're a couple, um, and they they live in Maryland. And it was so funny. She, The girl texted me last night, and she was like, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm okay. How are you doing? You're right. a doctor. And she, I was like, I'm thinking about you every day. And she was like, I'm okay, but, you know, like, what you're going through is really hard, and it's, oh. like, okay for you to be upset. And I was like, I can't believe you're saying that. Yeah, you're a doctor. As a doctor, a, as a doctor um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like people, just people have been really amazing, and I feel very lucky for the people of my life. I'm going to cry talking about it. <laughs> but it's yeah, people have been very kind.
0: I mean, this <laughs> and
1: clearly this I'm is like, a, a big
0: deal, you know. Yeah, and it's and it's a bummer. It's something like I think about being bummed that like everything with the book launch got canceled, and that's something I you know two three years. It's cheesy to say because you know. On our podcast, we very much promote the like you if the happily ever after wedding bullshit is not for you, that is fine. It's for some people. We don't judge either way. But like you you wanted to commit. you know this was like something important you've been looking forward to your whole life, you know, more yeah, more than even, two or three years, you know, yeah. and like just there's like a lot of
1: planning that goes into it. There's a lot of emotions. I think like it's also it's not just me, I think about um even before all this happened,. Uh, I was worried about family members like being alive for my wedding, you yes. know, like, and now that fear is amplified to the max. And it's not like, oh, I want them.
0: I, I'm not like, I, I don't know. It's, it's- I, I, I think I understand what you're getting at because the m- most special thing in my wedding was we were standing up there at the altar. And I had seen somebody else do this in another wedding, so I stole the idea. And they they said, okay, turn around and just spend a moment looking out at the crowd and just take it all in. And I looked out and it was the most important people in my life from every aspect of my life in one room. And, and I had this realization, I'm like getting emotional thinking about it, that this is the only time in my life that all of these people are going to be in one place and they're there for me. It's like my – my greatest friends I worked with at my first job, my kindergarten friends, my family that lives in like you know six different states spread around the country, and maybe there'll be family reunions, there'll be another bat mitzvah, whatever. But but not they won't be all the people in my life. It's literally the only time in my entire life that the most important people that matter to me from all around the world from every aspect of my life for the last almost 30 years we're going to be in one place and it was so powerful yeah. and 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 they were sending all the love to, to me like like it, it was a it it's was probably like yeah it's the most powerful powerful thing and and you know however long i live there there will never be all of the people in my life that i love and that i care about in one space ever again. That was the only day. And so I think that's what I, when I think about like weddings being a big deal, I don't think about it as like, oh, happily ever, blah, blah, blah. Angela already has her happily ever after now. She lives with Ian. There's so much love there. I had that before. It's, it's more about everybody in your life being there, um, together. And that's, that's what I think is the big deal about the wedding. So I think that's what you're getting at. And that is what I felt that was so powerful about my wedding. It was – yes, I was celebrating Nick and my love and blah, 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 but it was it was that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's like it's not just for us. It's for all the people that we love and like – yeah, like there won't be many more opportunities for everyone to be together like that as time goes on. It's just a fact. Um, and I don't have a very big family to begin with, so there aren't many opportunities for us to like be together. So – yeah, it was special to me. It was just as much special to me for that reason as it is for like Ian and I and coming together, whatever. So uh, I hope that that can still happen. I mean. It will. I, Yeah, I just that's but that's we don't why know right when, now. but it will. Right. <laughs> but that's why my priority right now is just worrying about people, especially older people, but everybody just following the rules and being safe and, and taking care of themselves and that's, that's what I think about all day, every day, really. Absolutely. And the wedding will be sort of a reward that we can all get to, hopefully, and be together and celebrate being able to be together. And for that reason, I really – I mean, I'm, ex- I'm even more excited for it to eventually happen because it will be a celebration of so much more. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I hope, <laughs> hope that comes to pass. Yeah. It
0: will. We don't know we, – well, we, we hope October – and if not, hope it'll be after that, but it, it's going to happen. Yeah.
1: <sighs> well, but, uh,
0: yeah, I've been dealing with that, but I'm okay. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I think you're doing really great considering. Well, and I really
1: appreciate all the listeners that reached out. I only read a few of the messages, but a lot of people, people that were going through the same thing, but also people just like reaching out and saying they were thinking of me was just like, Really nice and I really appreciated it. And you guys we, we've created like a really lovely little community here at This Is Why You're Single.
0: We have. And
1: uh we appreciate all of you.
0: We do. Um, do you want me to tell you a little bit about my week.
1: Yeah. How are you doing? How are you coping?
0: So it's been rough. So I, I have like my beautiful my beautiful son and he he really tries he really like in a way like keeps me in the moment and with like his laughter and You know, he doesn't really know what's going on, but, but I think he is aware. Like we, if we, we try to get out at least once a day just to get fresh air and like we put the masks on, we put the gloves on, um, and we, to walk our dog and he, if we walk by a playground, he's like, "Eh, eh, eh." and the other day we were walking home and he starts crying, no home, no home, no home and that was a moment where i realized oh this is affecting him he does realize that we've just been home and that was really heartbreaking cuz i had this idea that oh he loves quarantine he gets to be with his mom and dad all day and and i've been doing like music with him and art um nick and i've been like we've been trying different things so that we can get our work done so that nick can paint so that i can write and we're like beyond lucky that we that we just have to report to ourselves and that I, I don't know how my friends that both have full-time – where both have full-time jobs and kids are are doing it. It's, like, completely impossible. So I'm very grateful for our situation. We've been, like, switching off days. So, like, I do three days with Ryla, then he does three days with Ryla while I work, and then we have, like, one day where we're – well, today is supposed to be the day we're all together, but but uh, podcast. <laughs> a little detour. <laughs> a little, I get a little extra um, yeah. work time. Um, I don't know. I just – I it's like heartbreaking to look around. I fear that my vibrant city is never going to be the same again. The independent bookstores were already struggling. So were the theaters. So were the restaurants. So were these small stores that I loved filled with beautiful things and people that had poured their heart and soul into these businesses that they could barely afford the rent. And I fear they're never going to be back again. And I fear it's just going to be a city with like Applebee's and J. Cruz and if the J. Crews can even survive, I don't know if right. they, you know, they will be like it'll just be like chains. Those are the only ones that can like afford to really take a big hit. Um yeah, I miss all of the things that I took for granted as existing at my disposal, the things that might never be there again. And yeah, just trying to like take it day by day. The the book stuff is people are like, "Oh, I'm so sorry about the book launch." It's like, I don't know. I'm it's not that I don't care. It it in a way it was really upsetting or it wasn't even at the time. I don't know. I had the book party. I shouldn't have had the book party. I had the book party on March 10th. If I had been like paying more attention, like I should have just canceled it, but that was really like a tipping point. People were still hanging out at that time. The you know, if I had suggested canceling it, my writing partner would have been like, you know, not even just her. She came, it took her a little longer to like get on board. Cause I was like, we need to cancel our LA trip. Like we're not going to LA next week. She was like, oh, I'm still going to go. I'm like, I'm not going. And we weren't like fighting over it, but like, I think it just took her a little longer to process, you know? So if I had suggested canceling our book party, that would have been like crazy. And I didn't want to cancel it. I wasn't there yet. I was like celebrating, posing in photo booths. You came. And then within, 20, yeah, I- tw- within 24 hours, like the news cycle just changed and all the other events that we had planned, been planning nonstop, all the publicity, press, all everything for six months, all just got shelved. And, you know, I'm sad. I'm worried I might never perform on a theater stage again. We had two performances that were planned, and the UCB Theater might never open again. That's really sad. They fired all the employees. Like, all the people at the top just did a terrible job uh, running it. They had bad financial decisions, uh, made bad financial decisions. And, yeah, I might never get to perform on a stage again. Um. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, writing a book, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I like the creative part, but the part I look forward to the most, at least, you know, when you and I launched our book was getting to read in front of people that are excited to hear our chapters and our stories. And so it, I've been doing some virtual readings, which have been fun. We are trying to like get the book optioned for TV, which is what you and I went through. We've been doing a lot of like virtual meetings and, I don't know. It's just felt weird because the idea of bringing comedy into the world and getting like a bookshop for TV feels like I simultaneously feel like that's so healing to bring comedy into the world and make people laugh. And I feel good about working on this project. And at the same time it feels completely frivolous, but what am I going to do? Like go to medical school like tomorrow and like (laughs) actually make a difference. Like I, this is all I can contribute is art. I mean, I can like, you know, try to support people on their GoFundMe pages and support the businesses I love and, like, check on family and, like, make sure I'm being healthy and make sure I'm staying home and I'm just trying to control what I can control. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been interesting. There's been, like, some really exciting meetings and then I, like, I'll get, like, real excited. We've been, like, talking to some celebrity production companies and the celebrities have been on the phone and it's been like really exciting and then I immediately get off the phone call and I look at the news and I see like the death toll of the day and I'm like this does not matter <laughs> like oh fucking yeah. who fucking cares so I don't know just a lot of mixed feelings of both like excitement over projects I'm working on mixed with like overall dread and feeling like anything I'm doing is completely frivolous and yeah that's where my head's at <laughs> I mean, any thoughts? I totally get it.
1: (laughs) I think, I mean, our distractions have become really important. Uh, Like I don't, this all would be so much harder without television and books. And uh, I mean, my, my heart really aches not being able to experience like art the way you're supposed to in the city, especially like our museums are shut down and our theaters are shut down and that's really hard, but especially all we have you, now you're are...
0: you're like a Broadway junkie, like like you're probably really in touch with the the Broadway community is completely suffering.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, and a lot of them are very sick because they like go out the stage door and shake hands with people from all over the world, and now a lot of casts of shows are very sick right now. Off and they're out of work. Um, but yeah, that's a whole nother thing. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, I do think books and TV have have become like really saving graces for people. I mean, Ian and I woke up this morning. We, we're recording this on a Sunday and we're like, what are we doing today? Oh, Westworld comes out today. Oh, something to get
0: us through the day. Yeah. So, like, it's nice. It's nice that there is going to be some TV. So many productions are shut down. It's going to be weird. We're going to have a year, like pretty much a year where there won't be like any new TV unless it's animated. Um, yeah. Unless it was all filmed and and done filming on set before the coronavirus. So that's going to be very weird. I'm sad. I, you know, people were sending me a couple pictures of my book on like bookshelf stores and I never got to see it myself. That's really sad because when our book came out in 2015, like one of my most, one of my favorite memories was going with you to Barnes Noble and Union Square, like this incredible. You know, institution like you know, it wasn't an indie bookstore, whatever. I know I'm like very much support the indies, but we went to Barnes Noble in Union Square. But the Barnes Noble in Union Square is really like, special. It's like
1: it's a gathering place for lots of New Yorkers. It's, yes. It's it's a special place.
0: And and like seeing it there and signing books and putting those little autograph stickers on. And that was a really exciting day. So the fact that I didn't get to actually see it in any store, not an indie bookstore, not Barnes Noble, not anywhere, is that, that part's a bummer. And I really, really worry about the indie bookstores of them all shutting because I though I feel like that's the flavor and the color and the heart of a neighborhood um yeah. are those bookstores. So a lot of a lot of a lot of feeling all the feels
1: yeah feeling all the feels and and the future is so uncertain that i think sometimes it helps to have like a goal like a okay like by this point we'll be okay and like we don't have that right now and we have no. to deal with the uncertainty of it which um, is
0: hard it is hard i do you, is this a good time for us to talk about our news we want to announce yeah i mean yes isn't that what the world needs right now so Angela and I have been thinking for a long time about – before any of this even happened, we had been thinking about our podcast and what it had become and what it should become and, like, the evolution of it. And for a while, we were like, okay, well, when will our podcast come to an end? And we didn't want it to come to an end because we have built this amazing community of people that write in and that get, we love giving advice to, we love hearing their stories, and I love and I, have. Gr- well grown with us
1: grown with us yeah. yeah like we said earlier a lot of people started listening to this how long have we been
0: doing this like three years 2015 Four. right didn't we launch 2015? it when our book when our book launched like five years oh my god is it five years well is that wrong two- 246
1: episodes because that's where we're at now and there's yeah five years Angela because there's
0: yeah five, oh my god
1: five years all right five years it time flies when you're having fun right five years, there's 52
0: like- weeks a year that's almost five years so people that have been
1: listening and we have a lot of listeners that write in that have listened from the very beginning
0: i love that you're like three years 52 weeks a year times my brain stopped working it's 260 so at 260 it'll have been five years that's crazy um yeah so we've been doing this for five years and first we're like oh should we i'm just gonna tell you our our genuine thought process we were like Okay, we're going to end it at episode 200. And then episode 200 was approaching and we were like there's no way we're stopping this podcast. We love this podcast. We're not stopping. And then we're like maybe we'll maybe our last episode will be like Angela's wedding. We'll do like a winky wink like the Kardashians do finales. And then we're like no, we don't want that. That's stupid and that's against everything our podcast is all about, which is that like the wedding is not is not like the goal for everybody and and some people don't ever want to get married and and that's great and some people want to be, you know, polyamorous and, and whatever, what, you know, whatever. If you listen to this podcast, you know that we've, we, we, what we love is we love interviewing people that have all different takes and perspectives uh, about what, what being in a relationship means and what they want out of life. And that that's really the heart of the podcast. So we're like, we can't end it on a wedding. That's like the opposite of what our podcast is about. So yep. this is all me coming to say that Angela and I have decided that as our podcasts have evolved, And what we talk about has evolved. We realized the podcast had already evolved into something different. So we are rebranding our podcast. It's going to start May 20th. And I think, honestly, this coronavirus and realizing that we have – there's other things we want to talk more about outside of dating has kind of pushed this to do this sooner. Right, Angela? Yeah, absolutely. I think – I mean, (laughs)
1: we're going to talk about um, later in the podcast, I guess – about how we want you guys to start sending in questions just about other areas of your life, about work, about still about dating if you want, but everything else. Like people are going through a lot and maybe don't know how to deal with it. And again, we're not experts, but we can give you best friend advice on like how to have a routine during quarantine, how to Stay in touch with your loved ones. Like, we want to talk about all that stuff that's on your mind that doesn't just have to do with dating. So right into us.
0: Right into us, yeah. And we don't want, you know, it's called This Way You're Single, and we don't want people to be like, you don't talk enough about being single. It's like, well, we want to talk about what's on our minds. So we've just decided to rebound. So I'm going to read this little letter that Angela and I had written to our network Um, when we were talking about why we wanted to rebrand. So we said, over the past five years since our podcast launch, we've grown, our interests have expanded, and our lives have changed, and so have our listeners. While we still love giving dating advice and talking about our own relationship stories, and we will continue to, we've decided to rebrand the podcast to reflect more accurately what the podcast has naturally but naturally become thanks to our listeners and the feedback we've received. We already talk about a variety of topics other than just dating on the show. And now we'll do it more. We discuss motherhood, politics, friendship, our health and workplace dynamics. Yes, we will still answer your questions about dating woes, but you can expect a more robust conversation about other topics in your life and in ours. So, um, yeah, uh, what we're going to do is comedians, authors, journalists, and, the editor Laura Lane and Angela Spare are going to be giving best friend advice on pop culture, politics, news headlines, workplace dynamics, dating, parenting, friendship, and whatever else is on your mind. So we're going to keep the format of the podcast pretty much the same. Um, we are going to do three, we, we've actually pre-recorded three episodes that were just like before the coronavirus hit that are going to start airing next week. And and then we're going to do one last, this is why you're single podcast on May 13th. And then the official rebrand is going to happen on the 20th. You don't need to subscribe anywhere differently. It's going to still be in the speed, but it's going to be called, we're just taking out the, you're single. So instead of this is why you're single, it's just going to be called, this is why, um, anything else you want to say before I give them a little, um, I thought I would play our new jingle we came up with.
1: Oh, exciting. Um, yeah, it's been an amazing five years doing the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so much fun, in fact, that I blacked out for two of them. Um, <laughs> and uh, we we want to keep the dialogue going with you guys, and we're not we're not ready to shut up yet. But we want to talk about new things, and I'm I'm really excited to see where things go. Yeah, I hope you all join us.
0: And like I said, honestly. I- If we didn't tell you it was rebranding and you didn't hear a new jingle, I'm not even sure you would necessarily know it's a new podcast. A lot of the stuff is going to stay the same. You'll just notice that the listener questions are going to be a little more varied and you can write us in about if your friend's being mean, if your boss is being a dick, you can...
1: Which we get emails about now, honestly. It's sort of just naturally spilled over into that. Exactly. So now we're just encouraging you to do it more.
0: So write about anything. So now I'm going to play you our new little... Jingle. So yeah, our the rundown will be pretty much the same. We are changing up a, a few things. We're going to try to make the episodes a little shorter. This episode is probably going to be long because it's a coronavirus episode. We had a lot to talk about. Um, yeah. and, but we're going to try to have their future ones be a little a little shorter so you can listen to it in one, you know, on your commute if you ever get to commute anywhere ever again. Um, <laughs> right. But here, during your workout. <laughs> during your workout. <laughs> here is our new jingle i really hope you like it because i'm nervous to play it angela because when other podcasts have changed their jingles people get fucking pissed and they like have a lot to say about it so we wanted to keep it somewhat similar but but more grown up as angela said uh or as she she told me to write into the person making her jingle so we reached out to the same person that made our this is why you're single jingle she's still making jingles and um we asked her to make us a new one and and uh this is what she came up with this is why this is why pop culture politics friendship dating work parenting news
1: this is why the
0: podcast so that's it that's our new cool jingle and um
1: that feels like on the radio when like Christina Aguilera would be like, okay, Z100, you have an exclusive of my new hit. It's <laughs> dropping here. You guys just got an exclusive.
0: I'm sure. The new that, jingle. I'm sure that was so anticlimactic. People are like, all right. I mean, the jingle's fine. It's like, whatever. It's
1: everything you just said set to music.
0: I actually sent like a couple Taylor Swift music. What else did we send? What else was did we send her for inspo? Uh, Like a Sia or no. What did you send? Nicki Minaj? Robin. Robin.
1: Robin. Sia. Yeah. Even Taylor got in there. But, you know, wait, what was the song? What is her song that – I don't know. Oh, you need to calm down. <laughs> you
0: need to calm
1: down. Yeah. <laughs> so if it sounds familiar, well, there's a little sprinkle
0: of that in there. Maybe people are like, "That is not as good as Taylor." No, it, it's good. I like it. It's simple. It's not annoying. It's like it's it does feel well. More, we think more. Yeah, I think it's not annoying. It's more grown up. I really love it. I love this new jingle. When I heard it, I was like, "That's it. That's great." Um. Yeah. So that's what's going on with us. Angela's canceled her wedding. Laura is filled with dread slash trying to work trying to watch a baby, trying to still work on book stuff. If you follow me on Instagram, I went back to private, by the way, I, I every couple, every couple weeks I go from public to private, depending <laughs> on my anxiety level. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to be a part more a part of the world. I'm back to public. And then I'll watch tiger King. I'm like, everyone's fucking crazy. They're going to come and kill me. <laughs> I'm back to private. So tiger King made me go back to private. Cause I was, I just was reminded how most people in the world are, batshit nuts and i know that the people in tiger king are not most people it just okay maybe i need to rephrase that but when some, you're in isolation it feels like everyone outside is joe exotic yes i was like some people in the world i should have rephrased this some people in the world are crazy and i don't want any one of those people to come and murder me uh-huh. i really love that that was your tiger king take away <laughs> you're like and inst- can see my Instagram. my Instagram is private. Yeah, I don't know. I just got scared again. So yeah, I guess you for right now you can't find me on you can't if you don't already follow me too late. Um, maybe that'll change in a couple weeks, TBD. but um, I have if you follow my feminist fairy tales book Instagram, we have been announcing when we do virtual readings. So there's that. All right, that's what's going on with us. Uh, Angela's going to keep us posted on her wedding. We really hope it's in October. I already have my bridesmaid dress. I really want to wear it. And, um, and now we're going to talk about what's in the news, but first we're going to take a very quick sponsor break. We'd like to thank our sponsor Coors Light. Life is a lot today. That's the understatement of the century. Um, yeah, every now and then it's just important to stop and maybe you want to Chill, crack open a nice mountain cold Coors Light. When you need to turn off, turn off the news, turn off everything going on in your head, uh, choose the beer that's made to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment, it is made to chill. I don't know if you guys know, but I used to live in a frat house and I lived there for a summer when I was in college and I drank a lot of Coors Light. And it's still great. And now when I drink it, I have lots of happy nostalgic memories of playing beer pong and, um, yeah, suntan and outside on the frat house lawn. All right, guys. These days, everything, it's crazy. There's the nonstop hustle. Maybe you're doing a million things. Maybe you're working online. Maybe you're also taking care of kids. Maybe you're trying to date while you have a full-time job that you're trying to do virtually. I don't know. Everything's kind of a lot. There's work, friends, family, a million Pressing issues, expectations to be on all the time. If the pace of things is wearing you down, if the news is wearing you down, take a moment, pause, refresh yourself. You need a moment to turn off for a little bit. Um, And when you choose to turn off, reach for the one beer that's made to chill. Mountain cold refreshment, it's made to chill. All right, let me tell you about Coors Light. Coors Light is brewed with a three-step cold process, cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packed. So it's actually made to chill. I feel like I'm saying made to chill a lot, but that this is true. It is made to chill. All right. So that is why Coors Light is the one that we choose. And when we need that moment to chill, we grab a beer. When you want to reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. <laughs> I'm saying made to chill so much, but that's that's their, that's their what they're known for. All right. You can have Coors Light delivered. This is, this is important, okay? This is the most important part of this ad. You can have Coors Light delivered. Stay away from the grocery stores right now, people. It's not safe. Go to get.coorslight.com and you will find local delivery options near you. That's get.coorslight.com. That's the most important. That's really all you need to take away from this ad. All right, I got to tell you a little, uh, little um, legal stuff. Celebrate responsibly. Don't be an idiot. The idiot part's not part of legal. That's just part of Laura. Um, Coors Ruin Company, Golden, Colorado. Um, so yeah, celebrate responsibly, stay safe, and uh, hope you guys are well. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the news?
1: Well, I have to say it's hilarious because uh, on any given week, it's since like let's say 2016, it's sometimes been hard to find dating news stories because there's so much crazy shit happening in the world otherwise um but it, ever since the coronavirus pandemic there's been a wealth of dating stories out there related to the pandemic isn't that weird uh, it's so weird i read this morning um i didn't use it as my news story but this morning i read a story about a couple that is trapped on their honeymoon in the, the maldives maldives. Mald- maldives i
0: mean i think it's maldives but
1: maldives tomato, tomato. whatever they're, tra-
0: they're trapped
1: uh in the maldives and they're the only people at the resort um and they're still like going scuba diving and stuff, and it's just like this bizarre story. Um, so there's that. That sounds there's...
0: nice. Yes, except that
1: apparently the staff at the resort uh, can't leave until the guests do because they have to quarantine two weeks after the guests are gone because they could have gotten it from the guests. So they are just like trapped, having to like serve these people. It's a very strange story. Why can't and they?
0: Why can't the... they leave?
1: Um, because they like you know how like every time you go outside you're basically exposed and then it's like two week you need like to do a two week quarantine. Yeah. They've basically, I guess, been exposed to the guests, so they No have no, to why wait. can't
0: the guests leave? Oh, the guests are from
1: South Africa and there's like a travel ban right now and they can't get back to South Africa. Like there's no plane that will take them. I mean it's both a crazy. Both ridiculous places sound story. really nice.
0: Like the Maldives and South Africa both sound like great places to be
1: uh yeah i mean they and there's hardly any cases there apparently but they're paying every night that they have to stay there at a reduced rate i I should just done this as my news story honestly but there's just a wealth of news stories (laughs)
0: all right what was your news story gonna be
1: well this is less news and more just like (laughs) a a relatable little viral thing but i mean not relatable this person's crazy but so the daily mail posted about this bride-to-be who um has been branded selfish for saying her guests are, quote, dead to her if they miss her wedding due to the coronavirus epidemic. That person is an asshole. This was reported on by Chloe Morgan. I have to say people like this are so shocking to me. I, um, I recently made the mistake of going on Twitter and I just searched the words October and wedding to see how people that have October weddings coming up are feeling about that and the possibility of it happening and I got a lot of tweets from people being like I don't care if no one shows up I'm walking down the aisle in my dream
0: dress on my dream day oh, and God. I don't get care o- and get like, over yourself that's not like I said that's not what the wedding is about like trust me that is not at least mom well, I guess it's different for everybody, so I can't really say trust me. But for me, that was not what was the best part about the wedding. was was like It's not like I'm walking down my dream dress with Nick. It was, it was seeing everybody that I love in one place. Right. So I don't get it. Like, what, what good is
1: all that? What good is like, okay, I'm gonna make my wedding happen in my dress if like nobody's there and people are sick and it's like a dark time in the world. Why would you want that to be your no, day? I don't I, exactly. understand. But so this this bride is in bee. that camp. This bee, this B bride, um, she <laughs> sparked outrage after telling guests they would be dead to her. In the original Facebook message, which was shared on Reddit, and that's how it went viral, uh, the anonymous American bride-to-be explained that she is due to tie the knot in 37 days after spending thousands on the big day. She wrote, I've spent thousands of dollars. I've been working out, budgeting, dodging family politics, chased RSVPs, Tied my hands at both electrical – or tried my hands at electrical and woodwork, personalized gifts, answered a million emails, and drank okay, lots you, of wine in the bathroom. You decided
0: to do all this fucking bullshit. You decided to make it difficult for yourself. Like, like okay, you don't – nobody asked you to do that. You decided to, like, do – this is, like, those annoying moms, like – I mean where like they make you like some like meatloaf casserole that you think is disgusting and then they get mad at you and you don't want to eat it and like as a kid you're like I didn't fucking ask you to make this meatloaf casserole like you decided to spend all day making the fucking meatloaf casserole like I didn't you know I don't like it it's like she's like expecting to be like get some pats on the back for this thing that nobody asked her to do that she decided to like make her life really hard for herself and like do all these stressful things for a wedding that like yes throwing a wedding's hard but like like you don't you can choose to make it a little like less hard and more fun
1: also in the casserole scenario that's you doing something for someone else in this scenario, true. <laughs> this
0: is all for her. Like,
1: do, like. she's trying to act like, oh, I cared so much about my guests. I was making it so special and nice. Like, no, you were doing it all for yourself. Well, now we
0: know you weren't doing it for your guests because you literally just said you don't give a shit if they're there. And you're right. In the casserole situation, maybe maybe I was being a little asshole kid. Because now <laughs> if I cook for my family and their dicks about it, I'm like, I spent all day cooking. I'm keeping you alive with the food. We're in quarantine. Like, good luck fighting food that doesn't have coronavirus on it. <laughs> Um, you better appreciate my fucking quiche
1: (laughs) that's how I serve every meal you better fucking appreciate my quiche (laughs) Uh, but yeah so people on Reddit some people were like maybe she's joking but obviously everybody else was like this sounds like a selfish psychopath Uh, I don't know but yeah it's just it's not about you it's it's you gotta like it's like do you not like the rest of your family
0: because if they show up they could get sick yeah, I know. It's an asshole. You know, it's, thing. And it's, like how, it's crazy Like literally you could kill – like every time I walk out, if I see an old person, I don't think I have coronavirus, but I don't know. I stand so far away. Like the thought – like what a burden it is to walk outside and know that you could potentially kill somebody. Yes, I know.
1: But I think the, there's a lesson here. There's a few lessons here, but one of them I think that's important is take a breath and perhaps even 24 to 48 hours before you write something on the internet – you know, you should never do it when you're emotional yeah. because the worst side of yourself might come out.
0: True. Um, um, yeah. I agree. All right. You want to know what I've been reading? Yes. So I was reading page six. This is an article by Chelsea Hirsch, the Spanx founder. She's a billionaire. Sarah Blakely offers her wedding dress to brides amid coronavirus pandemic. Now, I'm going to read this and I want your opinion on if you just what your thoughts are.
1: Um, okay.
0: Because I have some thoughts that I think might be unpopular. Something <laughs> new, some, uh, something old, something new, something borrowed from Sarah Blakely. The Spanx founder f- is lending her wedding dress to brides who have had to postpone or cancel their big day due to the coronavirus outbreak. Blakely first donned her stunning gown, originally worn by her grandmother during their 1918 nuptials, uh, to marry her motivational speaker, you know, entrepreneur husband, Jesse Itzler, in 2008. So since then, she's let two other people borrow it. One is a friend. One is some random person that she met while she was hiking. And they were like, I just got engaged. She's like, oh, nice to meet you. You want to borrow my dress. So she sounds like a very, like, friendly, fun person. So she wrote and said, uh, my heart is breaking for all the brides out there. She wrote this on Instagram. Having to cancel and postpone their special day. So I thought, why not offer my dress to more amazing women? Hoping this will possibly help erase Ease someone's plans during this time. So if you're a size 4 or 6 and want to borrow my wedding dress, comment below. Please tag anyone and everyone who needs to see this and feel free to share. Hashtag love wins. TBT wedding bride. Hashtag wedding dress. Hashtag giveaway. Um, So what what are your initial thoughts on offering the wedding dress?
1: I think it's um, lovely that her instinct was to want to find a way to help. I'm confused how this is – the way she came up with. I mean, I have read stories about brides who order dresses that are coming in delayed, I guess, because they were made in China or, you know, made abroad. And and now production has ceased. Um, but I don't know. For me as a bride, things have sort of been reprioritized. And at this point, I'm like, I don't even give a shit about my dress. Right. <laughs> I just want to be able to get together. Also... And this is totally besides the point, but don't really love the dress that she wore. I looked up a picture of it. Not, it's sort of stuck in when when was her wedding?
0: Two thousand eight. It's not. a Yeah, it's very. It's it's not early two thousands. But that's not my problem with this. I think that these kind of posts from Sarah Blakely. She's like, she's a billionaire, right? Right. Like, I want you know, I feel bad for all the people that have had to postpone their special day. Great, that's a really nice thought. Like, I, you know. Amber Tamblyn wrote, you know, oh, I feel bad for people, books, whatever. You're thinking of mm-hmm. these industries and people are or not industries, but like people that aren't really like, you know, it. The the real problem are like restaurant workers. It's these people that are like acknowledging that there are other people that are affected, and that's nice. Um, so she's acknowledging that people's weddings have been postponed, so she wants to help. You can borrow my dress. Now, on the surface, that would sound nice. That would sound really nice if it was Angela doing it, who has like I don't know how many followers. You have a thousand, two thousand followers. Sure. She, also I'm not a billionaire not a billionaire okay Sarah Blakely I don't know how many followers she has let's find out uh, Instagram Sarah Blakely okay she's a fucking billionaire she's gonna help how many people can actually wear her dress before that dress is like nasty as shit she, two people right. already three people who <laughs> already worn it okay you she can't actually help that she has three hundred and eighty four thousand followers so She can't, she's not actually going to really, it's one of those things, it's one of those posts that everyone's like, Sarah Blakely's so nice and cool, like what a pat on the back. If she was saying like, I feel really bad for people if I had to postpone their wedding, I'm going to buy 1,000, she's a billionaire, remember, I'm going to buy 1,000 brides, I'm going to pay for their dress. If your dress has been stopped in production, 1,000 brides, I will buy your dress. Then I'd be like, that is badass and that is cool, like putting your money where your mouth is. Like she's letting people borrow her dress. Like maybe maybe two brides can borrow it, and it you know the second bride's kind of screwed because what if the first bride gets like a wine stain on it? So right. so like really like you're helping one person. You have you have over a quarter million followers, three hundred eighty four thousand. I guess the other thing that's kind of annoying me about Sarah Blakely is she posted this, you know. Uh, Instagram, when the great plague of London was going around in 1665, Cambridge University shut down and Isaac Newton was forced to stay home. During this time, he invented calculus, part of the optic theory, and allegedly while sitting in his garden, he saw an apple fall from the tree that inspired his understanding of gravity and the laws of motion. So this is one of those posts that also bugs the shit out of me, where it's like, don't be sad about quarantine, like go invent the theory of of gravity. And it's like, you are so, you're a fucking billionaire in your mansion right now that's in quarantine, like trying to think of the next Spanx creation and that's great because you have all the resources and like money and you're chill and you're happy to do that. But it's so out of touch for the real struggles people are going through in quarantine. Uh, like anybody that just got fired from their job, anybody that has a young child that's expected to work a full-time job, somebody that doesn't know how they're going to buy groceries right now because they were already paycheck to paycheck. People that are worried that yes, they have s- stopped kicking people, uh, you know, um, like, maybe you're you're gonna have to skip on your rent, but then you're eventually gonna have to make that money up. You're trying to file for unemployment. The site keeps crashing. Uh you don't know how you're gonna put like food in the mouths of your children. You're if you look at the people in India like you are they're, they're migrants sleeping on the streets like this is so out of touch to be like oh uh and she says this is not to make make those of us watching netflix feel less than but wow there's always a hidden blessing in every situation uh i always talk about the importance of alone time to think create invent and connect with a deeper meaning uh also the importance of getting off autopilot and taking time to reflect this kind of shit bugs me so much because it's just and I have a very plush situation I don't have a boss I don't have to worry about my rent and like and and uh, like I'm just so angry at fucking Sarah Blakely who's so out of touch with with how 99.9 percent of the people are really struggling during during this global pandemic and she's posting about how like it's so great to have this alone time and like look on the bright side like go create you need time to create yeah people can have sick alone time to create when they're not worried about how they're gonna put like food in their children's mouths yeah that's my rant so like the fact that she's gonna offer her fucking wedding dress to somebody and she gets a pat on the back and like a nice little some little press piece about her honestly pisses me off like go buy a thousand women a wedding dress like like you're going to help one or two people probably, you know? Yeah. And it's, you're not it's even fully helping. A, it's a stunt. It's, it's a, a fucking stunt. Th- and, it. I, and I see right and through it, it Sarah Blakely. I see right through it. It works because she's in
1: page six. But uh, yeah, I agree. And you did touch on something that's been one of the hugest pet peeves of mine throughout this is people like being like, just create right now. Like create. Like, oh, write that, we that are, screenplay. And like, like trust we're me. We're all like, paralyzed with fear. And not that you should wallow in that, but this is an unprecedented time. And if you can't function if you can't like write some rom-com screenplay that has something to
0: do with what's going
1: on right now you shouldn't uh be too hard on yourself
0: no and and like and if you do have time to do that and you are the people she's like you know don't feel bad if you're just binge watching netflix if you do have the time right now to be binge watching netflix like great like good for you that you are in a situation that allows you to do that that you don't have like children to to be watching, that you're not still trying to work a full-time job, like, virtually, that you, you know, don't have to be, like, cooking meals for your entire family because, uh, like, like, good for you if you can do that. And so she just seems so out of touch to me, like, all of the celebrities people are pissed off about that are, like, singing Imagine and, like, like <laughs> it's just, it, all of that kind of stuff just really, really pisses me off. And so I see right through her fucking stunt and to, like, let people borrow her wedding dress and that's how i feel about that I, it was, I agree probably by the time we record this and when it gets published she's going to be like i'm donating a billion dollars to the <laughs> feed america and i'm that i'm going to look like an asshole but well, great but well she didn't good. she didn't do that as of today as of <laughs> press all right that's laura's rant for the day and now we're going to hear your rants because it is time to jump into the mailbox All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay. First up, we have
1: um, an anonymous listener who actually reached out via our Instagram, which we we encourage uh, questions mostly to be submitted via our email because we check that more often. But she slid into our DMs, which was cool. Um, And she wrote, I have a bridal shower and bachelorette party this weekend where people will be flying in from other parts of the country and will be going to busy restaurants. And granted, this was written um, a few weeks before things really blew up. Right. Um, but she said, Do I go given the COVID 19 concerns? Honestly, I don't feel super comfortable going, but I ran it by a few friends also invited, and their reply was that it doesn't affect young people. That's My so reply, out of touch. That's, oh, I, I mean, mean, don't let me go so on another rant. To say about
0: that. Don't let me go on another rant about all the young people that are actually dying or that are on ventilators, including somebody that right. I know.
1: And also that young people can pass it on to older people. Yeah, so. and you're a
0: selfish, complete asshole if you think that if you're only worried about yourself. Like, like do you have you? Do you not have parents? Do you not have grandparents? Right. Do you do you have? I mean, good for you that you've never known anybody that's ever had cancer because I find that yeah. hard to believe. Um, but imagine if you have cancer, and like you, you're already scared. The, the, this is just I'm sorry I'm just I get really upset at people like this and it just it really bothers me
1: Uh, same so she says yeah these people are saying it doesn't affect young people she says my reply to that is exactly what about my parents my grandparents other immune suppressed people I don't know I'm going to be in contact with would love to know your opinion well obviously we think you are making the right decision to not want to go to these events um i think as somebody who had to cancel their bridal shower and their bachelorette party um it was hard to deal with but not hard to make the decision yeah. like once it became Same. clear that it was unsafe to do there was no other option and to just like power through
0: is so selfish um, She probably had to cancel it and hopefully that was a wake-up call, this person. um, But yeah. But I, I, I've heard stories about people
1: like that had their – you know, they couldn't have the shower in the restaurant so they had it at home and had people come to their homes, which is it's just – so stupid because
0: yeah it's really the same you run the same risk at home it's it's the same risk this makes me really upset the same thing with me when I had to cancel like everything for my books it just felt really once it was done it was like great like I'm bummed but like the decision felt right and I honestly have a lot of guilt about even having that one book launch party I still have a lot of guilt that I a lot of people congregated on March 10th I should have been aware but I wasn't and And it is what it is. I did get a couple messages from people that day saying, hey, I know I'm being like crazy paranoid, but I'm trying to like do a little social distancing. So I'm not going to come tonight. Like, I'm sorry. I'm being a total nut job. And I, I didn't say, yes, you're being a nut job. How dare you not come? Like, I said, oh my God, don't feel bad at all. I think you're being, I really appreciate that you're being safe and like, and it's no big deal at all. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you soon. Obviously, I'm not going to see them soon because then shit hit the fan. <laughs> but I would never make somebody feel bad about a choice whether they want to protect their health. Because do you want to carry that guilt if they do get sick on your watch? You know, and and that you right. convince them to do something that they didn't feel comfortable doing.
1: Yeah, and I think so. Like like we said, everything changed so fast that even though yeah, th- these same people that were giving her shit when this was happening. I'm sure they've changed their tune by now. I would hope so. But um, it's it definitely goes to show that you should go with your gut because her our listeners' gut was entirely correct that she shouldn't be going to these events and that it would be unsafe. And she was getting pressured by her friends, but in the end, she was right. So I think, yeah, you got to just always do what you think is right and not worry about what other people will think because
0: then you could get coronavirus. What else we got in the mailbox? Um, this
1: one is from our listener S and S writes, I live in Thailand and I met a guy when visiting Australia. We instantly clicked, but I was only there for a few days and we chattered, but eventually lost touch. Fast forward three years later to February, 2020, I was just stood up by a Tinder douche and out of nowhere, this guy messages me. We've been talking nearly every day since and even made plans to meet up in Bali in April. Uh, he, and he would then That's not come happening. to see, I know. And then he would come to see me in Thailand. Little did we know that the coronavirus is going to change everything. I'm still trying to make plans and keep in touch, but it's just getting harder and harder, not knowing when we would actually be able to meet up. It's also new. And I was really excited to see how things would go after our first meetup. And neither of us has really had long distance relationships before. I'm worried we're going to lose touch again. Appreciate your advice in sending virtual hugs.
0: Yeah, I mean, that might happen. I'm just gonna be blunt about it. That might happen if you have never, you know, if you can be optimistic about it and this could I've connected with friends that now we talk weekly in Zoom chats. We maybe used to see each other once every three months. Now we're talking every week. So if you're proactive about it, it can make it can it can make a relationship progress a lot quicker. You can you know you could be texting every day you could be doing chats a few times a week and um being there for each other and really talking but if that's like not in your nature and you're just one of those people that like doesn't really like the FaceTime chats or doesn't isn't so you know witty or great at texting then like maybe this just isn't for you and like I hate to say it but like dating is gonna take a hit right now and you're just gonna have to like face the reality that you're definitely not going to be doing any trips anytime soon. I wouldn't plan yeah. a trip for a year, a year and a half. Um, and also... And, like, like yeah, you could try it. Try it. You have nothing to lose. You should try to do some FaceTime chats, see if there's chemistry, and, like, see where that goes. And, like, you can be creative about it. Go back and listen to our episodes where we give advice about people that are doing long distance relationships because all of that advice applies during the coronavirus, and we've done a lot of episodes about it. Um, but, like watch a movie at the same time, you push play at the same time, like read a book, talk about the book, uh, watch TV episodes together where you push play at the same time. Uh, one of a couple of our listeners, uh, Zach, was it Zach? Told Zach and, um, remember they told us about like there's apps where you can do that, where you can like watch things at the same time. Yes. Well,
1: there's Netflix party is the really popular one now. There's actually more resources than ever for long distance relationships because of what's going on. Um, I think, and like, how Laura was saying, you know, if you're not into texting, if you're not into FaceTime, then it might not work out. But then it wouldn't have worked out anyway, because either way you guys were going to be long distance and the majority of your time together would be the way it is right now, like with you in Thailand and him in Australia. So this is actually great practice for if long distance relationships are even for you. I mean, I know that. Yeah, I know that meeting in person first and like gauging that chemistry would be a good way to gauge if it's even worth your time. But the truth is, this is what the majority of your time in a long-distance relationship
0: is going to be. So you might as well figure out if it's for you. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, well, we hope that's helpful. If any of you listeners want your uh, questions answered, uh, right now, I we're only taking questions about all – or I would like to uh, encourage you to send us questions that are not about dating because I think the first few episodes, we're going to try to – branch out a little bit so send us any questions um that you have about like friendship politics workplace dynamics any of those topics we talked about at the top you can still send them to contact at this is why you're i'm trying to get a new email launched but i'm struggling because i'm not very tech savvy so i'm going to be working on that this week but either way that email should still work for for a while so contact at this is why single is where you can um is where you can send us everything. You can also find all of our contact info on our new website, this is Honestly, if you go to this is why it just will forward you there. So you, they both work. But this is All right. Now it's time for our reason of the week. All right, Angela. What is our reason of the week?
1: This week's reason is postponing a wedding during a pandemic.
0: Yeah, we talked Sounds- a lot about it. Like, and yeah, yeah. What, what else? What else can we tell people?
1: I would say if you are somebody who is also dealing with this, maybe you haven't made the decision yet. Maybe you have a summer wedding and you're waiting to see what happens. I know a lot of people are in that position right now. Um, My main piece of advice is that once I made the decision to postpone, I felt immediately better. You would think that like canceling your wedding two months before would would be a devastating day, but it was actually the first day in a long time that I felt calm because – I didn't have to stress out about like what's going to happen every time I read a bad piece of news. Like my heart drops about like, am I going to have to like cancel my wedding last minute? Like I would rather have time to do it, like cancel it with time enough to like process and and take care of the logistics. So
0: just do it if you're able to. I honestly, you you can apply this for anything.
1: Yeah, it's true for anything.
0: You know. Um.
1: Yeah. And I think like for me, I like having a date. Like I – what I was afraid of was canceling and then waiting to postpone until we know what's going on and then doing a date. Like having a date in the future, even if we have to move it again, just psychologically helped me feel better.
0: That makes total like, sense to me. I agree with that.
1: Yeah. And like it, and I said, if we have to keep doing it in six-month increments, we will do that and we will figure it out. And luckily – our vendors have been really good. Um, for most vent, I mean, you, you have to worry. The wedding industry is taking a huge hit right now, which is really upsetting. Um, it's upsetting,
0: but also they take advantage. So I don't feel that bad. Like, <laughs> well, I, yeah. like I'm just saying, if, you, like get, if you get a photo businesses. booth for if you get a photo booth for three hours for a book launch party, it was like five hundred dollars. If I said it was a wedding, it would have been two thousand. So of course, I don't feel that bad. I feel for like
1: little people, like, I feel, like I feel photographers. Bad for, yes, and, yes, yes.
0: I feel bad for uh, people that that are struggling that, didn't, that don't take advantage. But I don't feel bad for the – or I, I feel bad for anybody struggling. I'm not saying I want people to struggle. I'm just saying like the fact that the wedding industry is taking a hit when they – it was a big bubble and they used to take advantage of brides just trying to celebrate their love used to piss me off
1: yeah it's true <laughs> it's
0: complicated
1: but yeah and i mean like a lot of them like for us that were the fact that we're getting married on a thursday feels insane to us but it's actually great for our vendors because it doesn't cut into like prime wedding time like they, like the, they can make up the money that they're losing now in a week now because they'll have a thursday friday saturday sunday wedding yeah um so i felt. I mean obviously we didn't choose it choose that date because of it but Thursday's a a nice little perk
0: yeah thursday's thursday's gonna be great it's fine
1: um and the, the other bit of advice i would say is like if you're struggling with making the decision i think the time leading up to the wedding is something that you deserve to have as a happy exciting time and even if you're able to pull off your wedding in the summer like do you really want all the stuff leading up to it ruined um, like uh, for me, I felt like I got a reset as soon as I I chose the new date. I was like, okay, I can actually be or I have a chance at being happy and excited again when my wedding rolls around, rather than being anxious and like biting my nails right up to the last minute. So uh, that's something else to factor in. My my friend, my really good friend Jenna in Texas, she had a a wedding scheduled for March that she had to postpone. And the way she put it to me was, she was like, you know, before it became obvious that she had no choice. She was like, my options were having a canceled wedding or a ruined wedding. Mm -hmm. And obviously she went with canceled or postponed. Um, But, and that's how I felt. And I think like, even if you postpone and you have that new date, you can still mourn the date that would have been. Like you're, you're allowed to feel sad. Like, it's like, yeah, okay, it's still going to happen. But this plan that you had that you worked towards is sort of,
0: ruined and you can you can mourn that absolutely on that mm-hmm. note it is time for our reason of the week breakdown.
1: so things are scary right now there's a ton of uncertainty and while we do not know when this will all be over it is important to remember that one day One day it all will be, so we'll all be changed in lots of ways. One of those ways is a new appreciation for things that maybe we didn't like before, and we're going to list those things in a listing game we call things we'll never complain about again.
0: All right, tell us your top five.
1: Okay, my top five things that I complained about before but I will not complain about post-quarantine are, one, being dragged around to stores with my mom, uh... She has a shopper jean that I do not, so I've spent a lot of time in coals just staring at her going through blouses. Yep, yep, yep. Will never complain about that again. I look forward to it, look forward to going to the mall with my mommy. Uh, and number two, going to work. Honestly, I miss going to work. I'm working from home. I'm very lucky to do that, um, but I look forward to going and sitting in an office and interacting with people um number three get togethers that include annoying people um right before all this shit went down i actually got into a fight with my mom for inviting a couple people to my shower that i was like why'd you invite them like i don't really like those i just don't talk to those people why are they coming um and now i'm like invite whoever the hell you want i don't care i'm so happy to be around literally anyone that isn't ian no offense to ian (laughs) um number four Finding a restaurant for all dietary restrictions, right before we went into quarantine, every time I went out with all my friends, finding a restaurant was, like, such a headache because everybody is either vegan, gluten-free, vegetarian, low FODMAP, like, so it was, like, I would complain about, my I don't even about, know oh what my low God,
0: FODMAP is.
1: I am low FODMAP. It is, like, basically for people with sensitive tummies. It's, like, very restrictive. Whatever. But, so finding a restaurant that checks everybody's boxes really difficult even in new york city where you know you would think caters to everybody not not really but i look forward to the day when i can do that again um and finally five planning my wedding there's literally nothing that i will ever complain about about the wedding and i've reprioritized everything about it and what is important and what is not important at all
0: it's crazy how a how a tragedy and global pandemic will put everything in perspective so it I did, is crazy i did a little twist on the game I'm listing five things that I will complain about. Uh, Excellent. I, I'm going to complain if somebody comes to my house and doesn't immediately go and wash their hands. Like, I don't want to be friends yes. with you. You need to wash your you hands. You have to scrub in. Yeah, and nobody will ever needs to think I'm ever a jerk if I say, like, please take your shoes off of my house. Like, I'm not pretentious. <laughs> like, germs are disgusting, and now you should realize that. If someone coughs at work, I'm going to complain. You really need to stay home. It used to annoy me before there was a global pandemic. But I'm like, what do you think? You're like a martyr showing off that like, oh, I'll still come to to work if I'm still super sick. It's like, you're not a martyr. You never were a martyr. And like now you're just an asshole. Uh, number three, I will complain if somebody tries to guilt trip me to come to their party again. I'm never going to any group hang ever again if I don't want to because now I realize like just hanging out with people could be life threatening um
1: (laughs) yeah I might as well only hang out with people that you like exactly uh
0: number four (laughs) I'm gonna complain like if there's no toilet paper like who is buying so much I don't get it like just buy what you need and number five I'm gonna complain about people complaining about stupid shit yes we are all allowed to you know we should all have our distractions but like. Don't complain about stupid shit anymore. People are people are dying. Just have a full perspective. That's it. Amen. Um, guys, we hope we've cleared up this week's reason. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Just to remind you, we are gonna have five more episodes of This Is Why You're Single. Um next week, we've got an episode about like finding the right porn for you. So that still, that still um kind of kind of works for for a pandemic, right, Angela? Yeah.
1: Porn is <laughs> I think saving a lot of people's lives right now. Yeah.
0: And then we've got three other episodes that we that we pre-recorded before coronavirus. And then we're gonna do a very last This is why your single episode that we have not recorded yet. Um, and then we're doing This Is Why. So send us all of your questions about anything going on in your life. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble and our audio book on Audible. And check out my new book. It would really, really mean a lot. Um if you can't, I know it's easy to order on Amazon and that's great. If you want to order it there, I would love a good a good um what do you call it when you like rate it rate it or or um Yeah. Leave uh, a review. Leave a review, thank you. The review, that was the word I was looking for. Oh but like <laughs> if you can, you know, support your local indie bookstores, that's always great. Um the book's called Cinderella on the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. I'm biased, but I've been told that it is a great quarantine read because it's very short and it it brings a lot of laughter. Great.
1: Yeah. Um. And also, in addition to sending us new questions for the new show, I would say, if you have any messages that you would like for our, to for us to read on our big send off episode of This Is Why You're Single, yeah. Um. Uh. If This Is Why You're Single played some part in your romantic life or anything else that you think might be relevant, let us know because we would love to read it and share with everybody
0: absolutely we definitely would well, that is it for this week's this is why your single podcast um
1: and good get, hook, get hooked with up with sponsor or discounts from all of our sponsors while you're stuck in quarantine for a full list of sponsors and the codes check out our podcast page on this is why you single show.com. we are also on social so you can fill follow us on instagram and twitter at your single show oh no we are not at your single show anymore. We oh, right. We it. changed
0: it. Tell them what we changed it to. What is it? This is why the pod. This is why pod. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think it's this is mm, why the pod.
1: I'll t- Let me tell you for sure right now as I look it up.
0: We changed our social. If anybody anybody that noticed that we changed our social, that was like a tip off that we yeah, were. That big things were coming. Big things were coming. But I think, I don't know maybe people just didn't notice that we changed our We
1: social. are we are at this is why the pod. Cool. Yes, at this is why the pod. We'll see you there. Thank you guys for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba ba ba, ba, ba. This is
0: why you're single. Ba ba ba, ba, ba. That was a HeadGum podcast.